the Dead Say is that not again, a motherfucker. Say that again. I don't think this is technically a B-movie battle because no. Bringing Out the Dead is a good movie. It's, it's a highly regarded film in Martin Scorsese's filmography. No, uh, the reason Nick Cage cast is part of B-movie battle is because I had too many shows. So yes. I was like, you know what? And I combined them. That's fine. It does make it more confusing on my end. Because I have to be like, B-Movie Battle, episode 50-something, and what is, it? what is this? B-Movie Battle, episode 65, Nick Cage cast, episode 43, Bringing Out the Dead, 1999, versus Running with the Devil, 2019, Phoenix West. 20 years apart. How crazy is that? These two movies are 20 years apart. And the quality dick, dick it. doesn't show. Dick Dickett here. Yeah, it's uh, part of the reason I combined them is I ran it by you, and you went, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That was yeah, the only okay. reason I needed it. 20 years apart, yeah. very similar titles, if you will. That's true. Bringing Out the Dead, Running with the Devil. Come on. Yeah, Co- come on. Co-stars a black man. Uh, Ving Rhames. Yes. Lawrence Fishburne. Um, but, before you say anything. No, no Adam Goldberg. Ah. <sighs> Ah, yeah. That might be my oh, favorite yeah. video I ever edited. It's very nice. It's very good. <laughs> I don't do cocaine anymore, man. Come on. I'm not Johnny Depp. I don't do that anymore. I'm Nick Cage. I'm clean. Yeah. Nick Cage has had a resurgence lately because of one movie. Uh, I, oh, the, I wouldn't even say that one movie. You know, I had I watched four Nick Cage movies this weekend. This was a Nick Cage fest this weekend for me. So I know that we watched two. Yes, yes. I know yes. why you watch these two. Let me switch them. Yes. Why is Bringing Out the Dead still not available on Blu-ray? It's a Scorsese I no movie. Idea. I know. I don't. I, I don't still have it. to watch it on DVD. I with, know. I have that DVD somewhere. I just couldn't find it. I, with I the most giant subtitles you'll ever watch. I don't watch those subtitles. I watch every movie with subtitles. It's a good idea. But, but they're I like, can't do it. they're as big as that font below us, the B movie battle right. one. It's yeah, like I can't, I can't yeah, even I can't see the movie. It. That that movie you need to pay attention to because it's uh, wonderfully shot. That, so, that that's uh, Richard, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the, 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 P, the director of photography, um, Ralph Richardson. Is that what it was? Or it was Robert Richardson. Robert Richardson. Yes, Robert Richardson is is a DP that Scorsese uses a number of occasions. He also is Oliver Stone's DP, and he's also I think he's been. Brian De Palma's DP in a few movies. Let me double check that. But he's one of the best cinematographers out there, and he is famous for doing that halo light effect. Yeah, where it's like that giant bright light on you over, and it works. Overblown. Yeah, yeah. You need a lot of fucking light, especially when yes. you shoot at night on film. And uh, I would imagine it was just a crazy rig on the outside of that that ambulance. Because they're literally Robert, driving around. Yeah, so, okay, here here you go. Oh, well, fuck, here you go, yeah. Robert Richardson, one of the greatest cinematographers of all time. Let's just go through. Venom, let there be carnage. <laughs> Good start. I haven't seen it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, the Hateful Eight. World War Z. Django Unchained. Hugo. Kill Bill. Shutter Island, Inglorious Bastards. You had me at Shutter Island. The Good Shepherd, The Aviator, Kill Bill 2, Kill Bill 1, 
uh, the Four Feathers, Bringing Out the Dead, The Horse Whisperer, Wag the Dog, U-Turn, Nixon, Casino, Natural Born Killers, Few Good Men, JFK, The Door, City of Hope, Born of Fourth of July, Talk Radio, Eight Men Out, Wall Street, Universal uh, Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> the guy's a phenomenal. Okay, team. all you really did in that list is, is, is honestly Casino. That movie, yes, the cinematography alone is almost a, is a character. With yes. how it moves around the in the casino and from character to character is is perfect. Yeah. Guy, the guy's fucking great. Um, this movie. Gee golly, Mister Rothstein. Uh, I'm gonna start off at the beginning. Yes. And just say it has a six point eight on IMDb, with sixty nine thousand movies, sixty nine thousand votes. Sorry. Yeah, bringing it's out a the dead. different movie. I love this cover. I want this poster behind me. That's a good cover. This this cover is fucking fantastic. Back in the day when Paramount uh, had the widescreen edition on the on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Back when they actually cared about movies. Back when you actually could buy a. F- uh, what did it say for non widescreen? I don't remember. Uh, full screen. Did it say full screen? I didn't say pan scan. Full screen, which is ironic uh, it because used to say pan scan, yeah. Because full screen, it, it, oh my god, it was full screen. The worst. If you're looking for DVDs, do not buy full screen if you're into movies. Can you imagine watching this thing on pan and scan, like no. trying to find the the center? Oh my god, it'd be a fucking nightmare. This movie's already a nightmare. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's the point. Yeah, it's it's a paranoia. And a drug-induced movie that it's it's a it's a it's an, it's a it's going up the uh, going up the the ramp there, and you're just waiting tick 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 for the roller coaster. And this movie cost fifty-five million dollars. What do you think its worldwide gross was? Twenty-eight. $16 million. dollars. Yeah, I would imagine Total this is bomb. not a big movie maker. No money maker. Sorry. Big big Obama. Yeah, it's okay. I watched this oh. movie when it came out. I did too. I saw it in theaters. So, oh, really? I saw it in theaters. Uh, back in the day, 1999, the fall season of 99, I was a junior in high school, and we used to go to the movies with my sister. We would, every Friday, we would go with friends. We'd go see a movie no matter what it was. We'd always go see a movie because we had a lot of movies come out. That you had Fight Club come out, you had. Bring out the dead, like it was Office really space. kind of an. Am- uh, I didn't see that. Exorcist, so, the re-release of the Exorcist. A lot of movies came out in a row. That in comedy, the, the Exorcist. I've seen the Exorcist about 167 times. <laughs> it keeps getting funnier every single time I say it. That fucking carp, back and forth in my in my tub. Oh, no, sorry, that's, that's the Exorcist better, that's three. The better Exorcist. That's the, that's the way better. You and I are the only ones. No, I think a lot of people like Exorcist 3. I put it on Twitter. Nobody agreed with me. That's because Twitter, they're all stupid. But, like, I was like, Exorcist 3, greater sign than Exorcist 1. Yeah. Fucking oh, nobody. Oh, you're terrible. Linda Blair's titty. Shut up. Linda Blair. The, the Exorcist movie, the first one. Good movie, right? You can't say it's, it's good, not. That's good. That's a good movie. It's very good. But that's it. I go, I watched it once. when I was. I watched that when I was, like, 10, 11, something like that. Beyond that, it's like what Paul Mooney said. Paul Mooney said when they went, he took Richard Pryor to go see The Exorcist when it came out, and he goes, 
we were watching it, and then she said, the little girl pisses on the carpet. Where's this porno shit? And he goes, what's the devil got in there? They go, what? And they run out the theater. They didn't want to deal with it. He said, Paul Mooney was like, we ain't fucking with that shit. That's white people shit. We ain't fucking with that. He goes, that, that's white people. We're going to bring the devil in. You don't let the devil in. He ran out. So apparently, believe it or not, Actor Tyam Sizemore and Mark Anthony did not get along on the set and almost had a physical altercation. It worked well for the script. It does, because they do not like each other in the movie. As he tries to beat him to death with a fucking baseball bat. Can I say this, though? Controversial thought. Uh, for two movies. Heat and this. Tom Sizemore, my favorite character. Oh, he's great. Yeah, I love him. Watch the heat. I already. Oh, I always bring this up. I know, but the scene in Heat where they're at the diner and he's beating the shit out of uh, Wayne Wayne Grove, and uh, Tom Sizemore is looking at the guy in like two booths over who's looking at them, and he's like, he doesn't. I don't think he says a word to him, does he? No. He just in the rest the rest of that long scene, Tom Sizemore staring off screen at that guy, and that and look at the back oh, of his head he- at that point. In heat. Yeah, in heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that turn. Yeah. And, Cox's head. But yeah, wa- yeah. The ra- watch. You guys. Every time I watch it, I, I sit there and laugh to myself because I'm watching Todd Sizemore and he's going. And, and there's this <laughs> dramatic scene happening because Wayne Grove fucked him over. Yeah. Beating his head on the table and they're about to you kill him any, in the parking you lot. Pie. You guys want yeah. pie? <laughs> his nose is all fucked up and this whole scene is happening. Hey, and they're all like. I had to get it on, man. Like, why'd you fuck you us over? Move. Yeah. Yeah. About how Not he killed those guys in, in the armored yeah. truck. He started, he, and they're like, no more, no witnesses, so might as well kill the rest. And there's this whole dramatic this scene. Yeah, and yeah. Tom Sizemore's just going. Yeah, he just looks at him the whole time. And he doesn't take his eyes off that guy. Off screen. Yeah. Who they do it's not hilarious. show again. And I'm like, Tom <laughs> Sizemore fucking gets this movie. He He's gets his character, and it's never commented on nothing. And You're I'm forgetting. I, you're forgetting one thing. There's a trilogy of Tom Sizemore movies in the '90s that are amazing. There's another one. They're almost, yeah. Natural Born Killers. Uh, the Relic. <laughs> Fuck you. Penelope Ann Miller, Tom Sizemore. He opened that movie. Goddamn it! That was the number one movie in the country. That was because of Tom Sizemore. I love it because that movie takes place in the Chicago Field Museum. Yes. Right after I was there, I was oh, wow. just there, there right, and I saw that movie. And I go, oh, that. F- the field museum. I was literally just there, and I couldn't. That's hilarious. Yeah, but no, him and Natural Born Killers is also great because he's a cop who kills a hooker, <laughs> strangles her. But Tommy Lee Jones. That's Tommy Lee Jones movie, if you ask me. Yeah, that is. And his yeah, head's on a the... stick in the end. <laughs> it's such an odd movie. Uh, so apparently, this, along with Sleepy Hollow, was the last movie to be released on laserdisc format in North America. See, I, I always heard that it was um, something. I didn't hear it was this. That's interesting. Apparently on here, yeah. I always thought Big Lebowski was, but it went into the next year, huh? Apparently. Speaking of Laserdiscs, we got Sopranos. I was watching that, and they talk about Laserdiscs. That's how old that show is, yeah. And because it was 99, same year as this. Yeah. And uh, the nurse, when Nick Kidd shows up at the hospital with his first patient, I was like, because I just, you you convinced me to watch Sopranos. Because I was so yes. angry at the mom. It turns out I watched like season one and like part of season two. 
Right. But I'm sitting here watching season uh, two, and then suddenly his sister shows up from Seattle, and I'm like, oh, Janice, okay. She, she, I remember her from the first time I watched this. Literally when we were back in film school, when I had the DVDs. I'm sitting here watching it. I'm like, all right. And then uh, halfway through the season, maybe a third of the way, I paused it, and I went upstairs and, and watched uh, Bringing Out the Dead. And he brings he brings the his first uh, patient to the hospital. I go fucking Janice. That's fuck, yes. that's her. Same same. Well, this is the same year as the first season, but it's like fuck. Janice. That's her. Yeah, but she was not in the first season. She showed in the second. Yeah, season. that's what I mean. Like, yeah. she, but same year as as the show opened, as Sopranos opened. Right. And she was also in Deep Blue Sea. Deep Pussy. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. Oh, sorry, that was a joke from like episode five of Lloyd Big- of Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> Big pussy, my pussy. No, because we were doing that. That was one of our first episodes of Lord of Wonderland, one of the first podcasts we did. And yeah, Deep Blue Sea. I was like, Deep Pussy? Sorry, what? Deep Pussy? It's a nine year old joke now. Hey, all right. Rock on. Shit. Seven, <laughs> eight. Yeah, nine years. My God. My God. So, anyway, um, uh, okay, let's get back to the actual movie real quick here, because I I do have some issues with bringing out the dead. Okay, I do have issues, but also I love this movie. <clears throat> I don't agree with six point eight on IMDb, but no. at the same time, okay, picture yourself. You're not a not as us. You're just a a person who wants to watch a movie. You don't know who Scorsese is. You put in this movie. Oh, it's that guy, Nick Cage. I remember him. And you're watching this. You would be bored to fucking tears. Would you not? I don't know. I think Nick Cage's performance, after watching this again, it's an no. underrated performance. It's actually really good. It is. He's really good in this movie. He is fan-fucking-tastic in this movie. It's one of his better performances. Well, I'll show like my honestly. rankings here at the very end of the show because I put both yeah, of these movies yeah. together, but it's up there. And I, it's up there. He yeah. got the Oscar for uh, Leaving Las Vegas, but I don't think this yeah. is any different, honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, this didn't get nominated for anything. No. This was totally forgotten. And this was a bomb. Scorsese's last movie of the 20th century, but whatever, because it was 1999 when it came out. Obviously, that would be the last movie of the 20th century. But... Um, just is this there's no structure sorry well i'm just saying the movie itself it's it's a great it's a character it's more of a character study but it does have a structure to it it has this really weird interesting character structure where he first he's with john goodman then he's with fing rames then he's with tom sizemore and in the whole you know period of this film he is dealing with patricia arquette and her her dying father, and every and he is Patricia Arquette is actually the catalyst for the story. Yes, because yes, without yes. her, there's nothing. No, but Patricia Arquette introduces her dying father. Uh, first of all, Nick Cage and Patricia Arquette. Let me say this before we get any further. We're married. We're married at this time. In Divorced this, yeah, shortly true. after. Exactly. They were together for five years, I believe. This is year Stop five, that. or and and year four Thomas- and a half. Then she went with Thomas Jane for a while. Eh. Is that Good an upgrade? Looks wise, yes. On the Punisher. I just want my kids back. On Arrested Development. Remember Thomas Jane was on Arrested Development? Did you ever watch that? 
Well, anyway, Thomas Jane was on Arrested Development as Thomas Jane. And the only reason he was there was he was doing research for a part where he was playing a homeless man trying to get his life together to save his daughter. So every time they showed him, <laughs> he's dressed up as a bum. And he goes, I just want to get my kids back. <laughs> every time he would say that, it was hilarious. Thomas Jane has maybe the greatest sense of humor about who they are. Yes. Because he he's been in some other stuff. That yeah. I was like, that guy fucking gets it. And I like him as an yeah. actor. I do. Yeah, he's not a bad actor. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I, I love I, Thomas I, Jane. The Mist, that's all you the need. The Mist is great. The Mist, yeah, he's fantastic. And he, yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, Tom Jane. I'm Tom Jane. Tom Jane. Thomas Jane's great. Money Plane. Come on. What else do you need to watch, people? The Money Plane. He wasn't the grouch. I get it. I'm the motherfucking grouch. <laughs> I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. I still haven't watched the movie. I don't think I ever will. No, neither am I. I would but, just watch Red Letter Medium. That's enough. Yeah, that's all you need. Because I will. I watch any B movie, but. But how funny though! You forget how good Ving Rhames is. Yeah, Ving Rhames is so fantastic in this. Good in this movie. I was just laughing my ass off because he was just like, "Hey, baby, what's going on?" The power of Jesus, head. and he raises uh, that guy uh, from the dead. Because yeah, they're all a bunch of fucking drugged out rockers and. It's that bad. Well, the 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 subplot of the movie is there's a, and this ties into the other movie. Red death drug. Red death is this really bad stepped on drug that's killing people left and right, giving them overdoses. And Nick Cage to save Patricia Arquette, he goes to this local drug dealer who she goes to to just go. To, she wants to take something to knock herself out, and she's stressed out. And he goes in there and he has a pill. He relaxes, and it's the it's the guy that can play any part. The guy from Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, <laughs> that it's, character actor. It's Cliff Curtis. He's he could play a Mexican, an Ara- Arabian. I uh, I was uh, talking to my uh, wife when I, we were, I was Latin watching guy, this, yeah. and she saw him. She's looking at her phone because this is how I said I get why general audiences didn't give a shit because she was watching it, going, looking at her phone. I'm like, she's not into this movie. I get it. I, no, I like character study movies. You do too. Yeah. General audience doesn't give a fuck about that. Well, no. So that's what I'm saying. I get the 6.8. I don't agree, but that's why you have right. an aggregate of, of votes. Well, it's also a movie that if you watch multiple times, you like it more. Yes, but because yeah, you have to get that far. She didn't you watch it the get, first yeah. time. so And I don't blame her because it is a slog of a movie, and it is very depressing. It's a depressing movie by on purpose yes. because it puts you in the role of Cage. It puts you in the well, shoes about, of yeah. Cage. It's essentially about a man who's dealing with a lot of self guilt and he can't let go of the people that he's lost. And that's why at the very end, the, the, I didn't realize how poignant the ending was where she goes, because he keeps seeing this, this woman that and died, Rose or whatever. She holds and, him. And it's, yeah. And she's Patricia Arquette at the end of the movie. Her face is on Patricia Arquette. And she basically says, it's not your fault. Like you, you can't, you can't yell at it. Go. Yeah. She says, it was my, t- it's over. It's done. I can't, you can't help me and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like a nice moment. Where it's, it's a just like, sweet ending. Yeah, and, and it's actually kind of like a happy ending, honestly. And it, it works. Yeah. And, and it's as, really nice. And yeah. as, uh, as negative and as, I don't, I don't know what else to say it, but. Well, nihilistic. Nihilistic as the movie <laughs> is. No. Because especially, nihilism is represented strictly through Tom Sizemore's character. 
Oh yeah, he don't give a fuck about nothing. But he, he's just, yeah, he's just like all about the chase. He's and so... you think that's what the movie's about at a certain point because Nick Cage goes on his side, and then it goes Nick Cage like his guilt goes. No, I'm not beating the shit out of that guy. Like I'm gonna actually right. take the yeah. high road here and help him. Right. But I love the fact that Nick Cage's character himself is stuck in a weird catch twenty two, where he he wishes he could save more people because he starts off he goes I haven't saved a life in six months. Right, yeah. And then we watch him on Thursday, the first night of the of the movie. Right. And he saves a person. He doesn't mm-hmm. die. And then he saves someone else. If one person dies, the, the uh, uh, Omar from the, but, <laughs> Omar but fucking if, dies. But the problem, the, I think what Nick Cage experiences is he realizes he saves a man's life that wanted to go. But he, he only that's, thinks that's he wanted guilt. to go because Nick Cage... Has that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, so he's that's why I say he's stuck in a weird 20 catch 22 because he's only not saving lives because he's guilty about not saving lives, so he can't sleep because he's not saving lives. Now he's not saving lives because he hasn't slept because he's not saving lives. He's it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. You're not going to save lives until you get some fucking sleep, which is the best. The character for shark, sorry, let me finish. The character yeah. Patricia Arquette is actually represented by he's, he, she eases his conscience and he sleeps. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Really, as far as you need to look in this movie, and if you're not yeah. patient, because that happens an hour and twenty minutes in the movie where he sleeps on her couch. If you're well, not no, patient, you're going to miss the, that. He, he sleeps in the in the drug dealer's couch. No, for for twelve seconds, and he wakes up like and carries her out of there. Yeah. And then he takes her home, he's... and then he sleeps on her couch. Oh, is that what happened? Okay, yeah. yeah. I, forgot. Okay. I, I was thinking about the drug dealer because I was thinking of Fear the Walking Dead, that character actors and everything. But um, And that comes back later in the movie where he saves his life. Oh, that's what I was he, getting to uh, earlier. Yeah, he's hanging on the raft. He falls off the roof, and he's impaled on the... <laughs> yeah. No, he's not fall. He gets uh, thrown. Yeah, he, he gets if thrown, I was yeah. heavier, I could have landed. He, he does jump. You're right. No, he jumped because the black guy jumped because that motherfucker broke both his legs. He's too heavy. He's too fat. He landed on his leg. He goes, "Oh man!" And like they save his life, and, uh, and was, but then he, the girl died. His his um, sexy uh, chick. That it's the girl in. from the Wire, the lesbian yeah. from the Wire. The main is that what basically it is yeah. the second main character of the Wire after right. McNulty. Yes, yes, yes. She was the girl. He was. The, she was the girl that played the the lesbian cop. That was right, the, yes. coming up. Yeah, I have so many references to the Sopranos and and the Wire in this movie because the guy that gets shot that dies is Omar from the Wire who died in real life uh, a few years ago. Yeah, so a couple years ago now at this was... point, uh, two years. No, no, like last it was like in November. Was like, it? It was really October. Okay. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, it was yeah. just pretty sudden. So, yeah, so he in... died of fentanyl. He died of fentanyl uh, poisoning. No, did he really? I think he was fentanyl. Yeah, he took a painkiller and it killed him. Oh no, that's what happened. I think he was a fentanyl, uh, another another fucking fentanyl victim. He wasn't the most popular. He wasn't the best character on on the wire, but he was the fan favorite. Well, I loved him on Boardwalk Empire. Chucky White, yeah, Chucky White. He was great as Chucky. Chucky White. Uh, Chucky Mike. White. So Micah Kenneth Williams died. Yeah, September of twenty twenty one. Yeah. It was not. It was fairly recent. But yeah, he died. Let's see what he sad. died of because I'm curious. I think it was fentanyl. Drug overdose. Yeah, it was accidental fentanyl. 
It's just, hey, don't take fucking pain pills. I don't know. This shit is, don't get, don't get, don't do drugs. Edward Norton wrote a cameo for him in The Incredible Hulk because he was a fan of The Wire. Edward Norton's a dick. And Edward Norton was Paul Schrader's first choice to play the character that Nick Cage plays in the movie. Uh, in this movie. Paul Schrader. I think uh, Edward Norton should be this character. It doesn't even sound like Paul Schrader. Okay. Acute but, intoxication um, by the combined effects of fentanyl, uh, fluorofentanyl, heroin, and cocaine. Yeah. Well, I think he's doing coke probably. That didn't help. Yeah. Well, because they laced coke. Because that's what had those comedians that got almost that. Uh, Katie Quit. Kate Quinn. Quigley. Yeah. Kate Quigley. She got uh, cocaine, and they were on there doing coke, and it was laced with fentanyl. That's what killed. Didn't kill her. Almost did, but it, it killed the other two real quick. So that was fucked up. That's why you just don't mess with that shit. Killed the other like six or seven people that she was doing it with. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. There. There's a whole thing. I don't know on Facebook with all the comedians and. Yeah, she's been sharing some She liked there. something I wrote in Instagram like years ago. I don't know how. I don't know how she found it, but that's why I followed her. I was like, I don't even know who she is. I didn't know for years. I was like, ah, I guess she likes something. I don't know. I, don't uh, I have mixed feelings about her. We dated for a time. It didn't work out. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. No, she likes black guys. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Nothing against her well, negatively. I, I'm glad she's No, no. Yeah. I think she's funny. I don't want, I, I don't I want think to... she's funny. Yeah, definitely. I don't I, want... I've seen her. She's funny in some stuff, yeah. I just want, like, the, the <clears throat> sexy side. I, it's, stop, be funny. I, I don't, you don't need to post that shit. Well, stop. You, need, you play that. You play I, that. I, that's what I'm saying. That's why, like. Yeah. Sex sells, you know. Yeah, I, I get it, but. Yeah. Personal taste. That's all I'm saying. All right, so. Um, or forget the, uh, when uh, the, I think one of the saddest parts of the movie was when uh, Nick Cage and Bing Rames goes to the crack house and Bing Rames pulls out his, his baton. You fucking crackheads! Pulled out his baton. He's getting ready to go in there. And uh, it was a woman giving birth. And of course, Nick Cage's baby dies and Bing Rames' baby lives. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, Lord! Doesn't it feel good to be saving lives tonight? You're my baby died. Oh, we come on. You, we both deliver these babies. They live. He's trying to help them out. Let's just say I, I was watching that movie. I went upstairs to watch this by myself because I knew what I know what it is because yeah, I've seen I've yeah, seen this exactly. five or six times. Yeah, yeah. And my yeah. wife goes, "Hold on, hold on. Grab the baby. We'll go upstairs and watch this." And I was like, "Grab the baby, baby. Yeah, baby won't notice anything. He's <laughs> no, he's six months know. old. Yeah. The four year old tags along and watches it Nick with us. Cage. We get to the scene with the babies." Oh yeah. Well, he looks down and sees the feet, the two, the four Ving, feet. He goes, Ving Rames has a funny ass line where he goes, Too many feet <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ving Rames is reaction yeah. is the best. He has a hairpiece. It's great. Yeah, uh, I, I let, when I saw it in theaters the first time I ever saw that movie, I died laughing. Oh god, he, he's fantastic movie. in it. Um and I had an argument where I was like I was like I go, Cena, you know the Arby's, we have the beef or we have the meat line. And she goes, yeah, because she always says it. And I go, that's him. And my wife goes, no, it's not. And I go, yeah. I know Ving Rhames when I hear him. Okay, can you not argue this stuff with me? The beef. Yeah. I haven't been to Arby's in a while. You have you go to Arby's frequently? Or do you have Arby's over there? <laughs> Is that a joke? You know my hatred for Arby's. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck you. I haven't been to Arby's in 10 years. I went to Arby's in freshman year oh. for baseball. 
That was the last time I was at Arby's, 1999. Wow. This movie wow. came out the last time I was at Arby's. Holy shit. And everyone on the bus ate at Arby's, and we they they all got sick. And they had to pull down the windows, and See, everyone's throwing like out the window. Yeah, that was the second time, though. That wasn't the first time. That was the second time. And I was like, you know what? Can we stop can going there? How about we, how about we, we stop going to this uh, uh, stop getting salmonella for breakfast? Holy shit. But yeah, watching, you know, 15. No, it was the whole baseball team, and we also had the cheerleaders on the team. Right. Oh. So it was, I don't know wow. why the fuck the cheerleaders were there. I have no idea. It's baseball. But they were all yeah. there. And everyone who ate there was puking. And oh. I was like, I because this is the second time, I was like, no, I'm good. I will not eat. And I was oh. watching him like, oh, fucking everyone is sick. <laughs> it was it was a massacre of, the, of intestinal fortitude. You were, you were experiencing, you were Gary Sinise in, in the stand. You were experiencing Captain yeah. Trips. I was, Captain lived. Trips was happening all around me yeah, via Arby's. Yeah, and, and, and I just and had to sit there watch. Ed Harris took you to bunker and blew his yeah, brains the, out because you live. I had to I had to threaten that one guy who's gonna yeah, who's right. gonna put me down. Why do you have what's why do you get to live and I can't? Some country dumpkin. Here I am, I'm a scientist. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. All right, so. Um, I was noticing at one point, he kept talking about how six months nobody's lived. And I would go, 80% of the people we watched him uh, get a call to have lived. Lived. Yeah, exactly. At least so well, he's, far. On his, on his watch, not because, I mean, you could argue maybe John Goodman saved that old man's life in the beginning. Because John Goodman was there first. But he kept pumping, so he came back while he was doing it. So. No, and that's where the kind of the point of the movie is. They yeah. worked in tandem. Yes. You can't say, I saved him. What the fuck did you do? They, they worked to get their partners. And that's yeah. the point. That's why there's two of them. I'm going to get beef lo mein tonight. Oh, wait, I can't. I had that last night. I, can't Boys, I love it. He's like, row. fuck, I just remember. And it's like, oh. <laughs> so upset about it. John Gibbons in my not... top three actors. He, oh, he's he's got to be. Uh, but. Tr- fried chicken. And fries. <laughs> half fried chicken. And I was half like, what is half fries. fried chicken? I don't know. Is that an East Coast thing I'm not aware of? And then I, he goes I've in I've the place, and I was reading the sign when he's inside the restaurant getting chicken, and it says quarter fried chicken. And I was like, is that a, like the size of the basket? I'm going to say, I'm going to think it's the size of the basket. Because it's not literally like, a quarter quartered. fried. They're the quarter, the, the, it's, it's the wings and the, in the, in the hip. And half would be like a breast and that. Quarter, yeah, yeah. And a full would be the full chicken. Right, I think so. Maybe that's the case. Okay, because that's the only way it made sense. Because I was was spending way too much. Because you really do have time in this movie to digest what you're watching. No, it moves. No, until the halfway mark. And then you're... When Cage does the IV at that point, you are just uh, like trying to catch up. But before that, you're sitting there watching it because scenes go on and on and on. Like him and John uh, Goodman park the park the van, and they yeah, sit there, and they he falls asleep, and he has his little soliloquy about like, I wish I could sleep like that. And the whole time he's been seeing this ghost of this girl named Rose, and it's really <laughs> effective. 
It is. And the way it's shot, like I said, the cinematography is fantastic. It fantastic. Is this ghostly, it's like this weird, it's almost a horror movie. Like the way it looks, like the way it just kind of goes by and it's dealing with all these, these, um, well, like he talks about the city is filled with ghosts because everyone on every corner, someone dies horribly, you know, in the city every night. And you're talking millions of ghosts walking around the city, probably. And yeah. then he, uh, I, I did love the fact that Ving Rames, when he's driving by the hookers, he had money out. <laughs> he was driving by with cash in his hand. Hey, baby. He goes, Let's oh, drive by some. Let's go see some hookers. Let's just see some hookers and immediately he's just like he doesn't like hold it out the window because the no. hookers are off to his right and he's driving yeah. and he's sitting there like holding dollars and he's going. In the cab. Hey baby, yeah, it's so fucking funny. Oh, look, look at that. they just get. They don't even try anymore. They just get. They just wake up and they come outside. He's mad that they're wearing like pajamas and they're not wearing like lacy underwear or anything. He's just really disappointed. He does argue something I I also agree with. Ving Rames? Yeah. Where he goes, her titties are out. Right. I want a little mystery. And I go, I agree, Ving Rames. You're you're a monster. And you're you think you're correct because of Jesus. But yeah. also I agree. I want a little mystery. Like I think it's sexier when there's this is personal preference. A little you know, covered up. Yeah. Compared to fucking just like Met Gala, like X's over the nipples. I'm like, no, oh, there you go. I'm not. Right. Yeah. Not that I'm, I'm the fucking prize you guys are looking for. I'm just saying that's personal preference. Well, I would say you're the prize. Thank you. Everybody's looking for. Uh, what? I hate gin. I just drinking gin right there. Okay. So it, I hate gin. the funny thing about it is it doesn't look like gin. It looks like he poured gin into it. His alcohol thing in his in his uh in his ambulance. well no he's mixing it because he brings out another bottle I think he has like orange juice or some kind of juice he's mixing it and then he that starts first one he's holding straight. right now is gin yeah this, that's this, a gin this one right here but it's, in, but it's in the um is that a is that a that um, is an alcohol bottle alcohol bottle like yeah. literally an alcohol bottle not gin yeah but. But no, no, I think the gin's in that bottle. They hide that's what I'm it saying. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought was funny about it. They go, that's an al- right. a literal alcohol bottle, like, yeah. for it's treating design, yeah. patients. Yeah. But it's yeah. in his side bag, so he wouldn't use it on an accident. Well, all I know is uh, this is actually pretty accurate, because all the EMTs that I ever talked to were horrible party animals, like weekend well, warrior Well, you types. blame them? No, no, but, but, but then again, they worked like three days a week. And they worked maybe twelve-hour shifts, uh, three times a week. My friend, can I have you back the fuck off? Because it's not just three days a week; it's three days a week of like the miserable fucking job. No, 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 no. you didn't let me finish. Uh, That 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 that's fine. But you could graduate to a firefighter, uh, ambulance driver who works two days a week, and you don't do anything because you have to wait for the fire. It's fireman related. So you don't go unless there's a fire. So that's even less. Work that really depends you on your your city that you that you live sure. in. Sure. Because a lot like here in Phoenix, when they call, uh, uh, you know, I might kill myself or anything. The, the firemen show up, but it's yeah, they work ambulance. Yeah. yeah, and that's what their job. I'm not because I worked at a job where I had to call those people a lot. I'm gonna turn them off, and. Um, I have to call them a lot, or used to. And it was never, ever the ambulance. 
It was always firemen going, what can we do? And they had their little, the same bags that they did here. And it was like they're EMT trained because they work for the city. EMTs do not. EMTs mm. are private companies that just charge you a fucking crazy amount. And firefighters do not. Well, firefighters get paid lots of money. They're getting paid. Well, they're in a union. EMTs are well, not, as far but, as I that's know. That's the other problem. That, that's the other issue that they were having. That's why California goes broke. California, you can be a fire chief, retired fire chief, get a $100,000 a year pension. Like, well, you don't work. Why do you get $100,000 a year if you don't work? Them? Like, I understand it was a tough job, but come on. You can't. That's not self-sustaining. You're paying somebody doing nothing $100,000 a year. And that's being... That's being I don't even know if that's the accurate number. It could be more. It could be way more. Paid year. It could be way more. And that's retarded. That's like insane. I mean, they don't even give teachers that kind of a pension. But think about that's, that's the pension up. that they're getting. So that means the unions are getting yeah. 140000 yeah. a year. Oh, nuts. Crazy. Yes, yeah, nuts. Because it's they're nuts. taking a chip of that. You think they're not? Because at that point, no. when they're retired, you're not getting, I I, as far as I know, you're not giving that pension after, you know, after tax yeah. or with well, your, how do I say this? You're not, you're not paying that. I believe at that yeah. point the city is. Right. I could be but wrong, so, yeah, but they, that's my understanding of it. But the city gets the money from taxes. Yes, but I'm saying it pays for it. Yeah, yeah. The, the person themselves isn't paying the the, you know. The, no, they're not paying. Uh, the city's paying. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you know, send me a message if I'm wrong. I don't give a shit either well, way. And I, and it I'm not trying to be like boom. Be de- detrimental to uh, firefighters. They do, like, especially here in California, the wildfires, they work their fucking ass. So I know lots of guys that are firefighters, and they, I mean, they, this is a dangerous fucking job, especially with forest fires. That's some fucked up shit. They deserve the money. But, you know, after 10 years of retirement, come on, guys, let's back off on this money you're making when you don't work for 10 years. Oh, I got, I, I understand what you're saying. You're saying firemen are lazy fucks who need to die. I got, yeah, I got it, Dick. I understood. Yeah. Praise Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I- They're terrible. This scene is is before this, the praise Jesus thing. Where the, the rock star dies, where he gets an overdose. That's right we here. Just got a, we just got our album picked up. We just got signed. That's, That's this scene. Fucking assholes, OG. This movie starts off with something the Sopranos did. The, the same exact song, where it's like, get on your motherfucking knees. That song. I'll play it if you don't oh. recognize it. Well, it's uh, Sopranos is uh, got yourself a gun. Uh, but, no, they pl- they play the same song during, oh, it, okay. during the scene. Yeah, I was I just watched it. Oh thank you, Lord. What happened? You fucking died, you stupid bastard! I warned you. Damn, you guys are good. <laughs> That's all I'll play. <laughs> That's hilarious. Paramount doesn't fuck around. No, we're already dead. Paramount. Fuck Get out of my door. Get out of here. Go. Free well, yourself. When it's, when it's a Disney movie, I don't play a second of it. Oh, fuck. And when yeah, Disney owns God. Disney, like. If you even say Obi-Wan Kenobi, they're going to Disney or Nintendo does not fuck around with, with copyright shit. Uh, Paramount, you got a little bit more of a leeway. Warner Brothers, I know, don't really care. Well, that's, that's the they might crack down. I got a brand new CEO running Warner Brothers. They do, you but they also shit? they stream all their movies, so it is what it is War- at this point. Warner Brothers is fucking cleaning house. They're taking care of the. They're taking out the trash. Oh, right are now. they CNN now? 
Oh, oh they do they they dumped CNN. They got rid of it. They dumped no, CNN, CNN dumped all their fucking people too because a new guy took no, I know, over. Yeah, because they're owned by Discovery. Yeah. Discovery Bottom, part of WB. And I guess so that guy he he's going after JJ Abrams because they gave him a two hundred fifty million dollar deal. He hasn't delivered on anything. So they're saying, hey, bad robot. Uh, we're gonna sue you now because you haven't done anything for us. They're gonna fucking go after JJ. Get on your motherfucking knees. Got yourself a gun. Appreciate you inside. Break any more water? You. Oh. oh. Say so. Not even in the corner. When does this song play? I'll play. I'll play the song. How about that? There you go. Because it isn't Sopran- Battle Flag by Low Fidelity All Stars, apparently. Okay. How do I find it on YouTube? There we go. Battle Flag. How do I play it? Corruption. You know this song. That song, yeah, yeah you're right. But Sopranos and this movie that play is- it. That's the Soprano song. Yeah, definitely. Wait. Be on the Wait. This wasn't Bringing Out the Dead. This was uh, Running with the Devil. <laughs> yes, Running you're with right. the Devil the plays that song. It was the, the beginning. The very beginning. When, when Lars yes. walking in. I'm sitting there and I'm like. You're right, yeah. The whole time I'm pulling it up, I go, Scorsese only plays good music. Or at least like music he loves. I don't see him liking that song. It's always, you know. He he loves Rolling Stones more than anyone else alive. Yeah, yes, yes. But this is Running with the Devil. I'll pause it there so we can play it later. I feel like you could play that song because it was in Running with the Devil, a movie <laughs> that is one of the worst things I've ever seen. I uh Okay, we'll talk about that later we should, in a second. We should probably get to Running with the Devil. You're right, let's finish minutes. up uh, uh Bringing Up the Dead. Just, Bringing Out the Dead is a vastly superior movie. This is like, this is Bringing Out the Dead. Running with the Devil is beneath my foot, landing somewhere. We're not in, talking about that movie. Uh, We're talking about Bringing Out the Dead. Shanghai. No, I'm just comparing the two. Don't compare the two yet. That's at the end of the show. No, I'm just saying, in general, I mean, Running with the Devil is fucking garbage. And we're going to get into that because it is one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen. And it's, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off my soapbox. I'm gonna talk about it later. So, bringing out the dead, I think it's a. Do I want to say the word brilliant character study phrase? It's close. It's it's pretty good. I don't know if I would say brilliant, but I would say it's 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 very very good. Because a brilliant character study. I mean, I don't compare. What's a movie that we compare it to? In that sense, I mean, you got to go. Uh, Kira Kurosawa ran for for a good character study, but that's different. This is uh, I don't know. I will say it's Scorsese subdued for the first half. Yeah, unleashed for the second half. Oh yeah, because Tom Sizemore hates Mark Anthony. Uh, turns out in real life too. I didn't know that. Um, but he wants to beat the shit out of that guy. And yes. Mark Anthony's like, I want what he he has. He's hallucinating. That he's in the desert when he's in. Uh, he's strapped onto the bed. The, and, and Patricia Arquette has a line or a, a scene with Cage where she's like, 
he used to be fine, and then someone mm-hmm. beat his head in, or he got shot in the head. They shot, he got shot in the head, and the bullet stayed in his brain. He got shot in the head by either some guy or um, Cliff Curtis. She goes, I don't know who. And she was just getting high at Cliff Curtis's house. Right, yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's a, there's, it's a weird movie that doesn't flow away a movie that you're used to does. I do have to mention before we start the, the the night security guard. Don't make me take my sunglasses off. That's his threat. That guy. That's the he is just such a wonderful part of the movie, and he's in it just enough because like he could be too much, but because Scorsese knows how to do restraint, it's just enough where it's funny and enjoyable. And then you have the other character, the nurse that berates every drug addict that comes in there. Going, oh, you have a, you think your heart's gonna explode because you had so much coke in your system? Yeah, well, you know, why'd you stop doing coke, you idiot? <laughs> these guys, these guys who are trying to admit themselves to the ER because they have, and that's what ERs are too. Half those people are hypochondriacs and they're fucking in the way of the system. Like real emergencies get fucked up because people mooch the system so badly. Like I've heard horror stories about. ERs at night like that. Like, they're bad. And the people that come in are usually fucking homeless or they're drugged out of their mind. They're nuts. They're dangerous. It's just a scary fucking thing. I would hate to be a nurse or a doctor in an ER at midnight in any in any big city in America. Well, I turn over to my wife and I go, bottom three jobs. Yeah. EMT in New York in New York City. That'd be rough. Coal miner. Those little yeah. creepy holes they have to go down. That's rough. No, I'm good. I'm good, fam. I, beyond, I, honestly, number three doesn't matter. Top, top bottom two jobs, I would say. Maybe. Well, I take gay prostitute above those s- two jobs. Cess ses, uh, pool cleaner. That's a rough one. The guys that cr- crawl under your house, if you have a lifted that's, foundation for any yeah, fucking scares. reason, I I, not going I under there. Do that. that scares the shit out of me. That's but two of those jobs naked. are very similar. I don't want to go into... I'm not even claustrophobic, no but I will not go in a fucking hole that I... Hey, you have yeah. to go down the hole. What's in the bottom of the hole? Well, we don't know yet. Oh, go fuck yourself then. Yeah. Can well, I turn around? A, no. It could be a gas leak. We need to go in there and find it and smell it and sniff it out for us. Yo. Oh, thanks, guys. No, no. So Thank you. yeah, not not fucking doing it, not a not a chance in this in this lifetime. New York City can can die. The it makes me watch. Okay, so I have a problem that I I relate more to Tom Sizemore in this movie, where I go, yeah, New York City needs to burn and bleed because fuck this. They go down when they keep showing the alleyways where everyone's ODing in this red death stuff. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Rope it off and let them die. I, 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 I'm sorry, but like, I don't even have that hatred for junkies that a lot of people do. I do have some sympathy for them, but also I watch them all like that as an ambulance going by and they're going "fuck you" and they're yelling at the help, and I'm like, maybe this is just like, do this for a minute and they're gone. They're just yeah. yeah. Bill Mooney's got to put them in the cornyard. Yeah, yeah. Find a way to do that. 
it's 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 just uh it's depressing as shit and that that's this movie in totem it's it's a depressing as fuck movie with really really great character actors oh yeah. the movie's full of them this guy this got a the cast is unbelievable this movie and you know honestly it in connecting with the next movie that's a great cast too only there's a difference between there's a difference that we won't talk about yet yes <laughs> this shows you you can have a great cast have a fucking dumb movie this is a great cast great director and a good good everything you got you got a great movie and it, it, there's night and day here that's the difference can i float something by you before we move on to the next movie please this movie reminded me, as far as Scorsese movies, just focused on his little his little corner here. I think this is his closest movie to After Hours. I would agree, but it is a different approach on, on After Hours, obviously, because that's a comedy. After hours, fucking Cheech and yeah, Chung show up, but yeah, After Hours is done. Comedy in a way, yeah. Yes, but Broadway. I like After Hours. It's fine. I do. It's not my favorite. No, I've seen yeah, it clearly. Okay. Maybe I need to see it again. No, it's a fun but, movie. It's it's not yeah. amazing or great, but it's a fun yeah. movie. It's fine. But this is very similar where it's New York after hours. And then that movie, it's like, what kind of chaos can ensue because of these wacky New York after hours characters? And this one is just like, everyone's shit. Life is shit. Kill yourself. Although if you kill yourself, it doesn't matter either way. So, and it's yeah. like. It's the most nihilistic movie Scorsese's ever done. You brought it up earlier. It's fucking nihilistic as hell. Oh, sure, yeah. But it's based on a book, so the book might be closer in material, so that's the reasoning. But Scorsese's not a guy who's a nihilist in in, in real life. No, that's what I mean. At the end, there's hope. The end of the movie is And I wonder if the book actually ends like that. Because the the whole time he's seen this Rose's ghost... And he goes right, to see, yeah. after he finally, like, Mercy killed her father that he saved in the beginning, he goes back to her apartment, and that's this scene here, I, be- I believe. No, this is the beginning, but this right here. He kills, he Mercy kills Patricia, Patricia Arquette's uh, dad. Because yes. he keeps hearing his voice and going, just let me go, just let me go. No. And he finally, like, he breathes into his, t- he doesn't, he's smart. He doesn't just, like, put a pillow over his face. He doesn't pull the right. plug. He, like, breathes in to his tube while the guy dies. And he goes, plugs it in, and then suddenly he's like, beep! And then Nurse Carla from from uh, yeah. from Scrubs comes in. And uh, yeah. she's like, oh, he's dead. And they, he goes... A, 40 year, a 45-year-old burnt-out Asian woman. No, she looked just I like her. Who's Asian in this movie, in the, uh, bring out the dead at the end? I think it was an Asian nurse. Are you fucking kidding me? I think so. I just watched it not too long ago today. I'm pretty sure it was an Asian nurse who comes in and, and starts uh, when Nick Cage leaves. It's coming. Out. It takes a minute. This is like. I know. It's right here. It's right here. Yeah. He breathes in for a minute here for another like 12 seconds. It feels like maybe two oh, minutes. Yeah, he's, he's in there for a while. It's not a character arc. It feels like it should be. No, I know, I know what you're gonna say, but I say it's not a character art because he knew from the beginning this was the right thing. It's a character realizing his mistakes, even though they weren't really mistakes. Does that make sense? Mm. 
character arc would be, oh, I should have saved that guy. Now I'll save the next person. He goes, I saved that guy. I shouldn't have. He says that right in the beginning when he saves him. And, he, and then he goes throughout the movie, yeah, I need to kill that guy. And that's the, it's not an arc. It's, it's a character realizing he was full of shit, even though he was doing it from the heart, which is just weird. It's yeah. A, it's, a, it's how I say it's a weird nihilistic movie, even though he has a sweet ending. Well, who knows? Yeah, I mean, we don't know what happens the next day when she goes and she gets high again at the uh, the drug dealer's new no, place. No, there's no Cliff Curtis's new place because they're all dead. No, Cliff Curtis lives. Yeah, but his place is no longer a place. So it was blown apart. Oh, he can rebuild. No, he's not going to be there the next day, though. He's got insurance and <laughs> that brand new carpet, a brand new fish tank. I do uh, love that can... scene. Cliff Curtis is in two scenes where he takes the pills and he falls. It reminded me of a good version of the Garden State scene where he takes the happy pill. I guess I'll see yeah. you guys later. <laughs> yeah. But he, then he, the next scene we see him in. And I love oh. Okay. I love the fact that he's running out that with Patricia Arquette on his, his shoulder and he goes, Oh, Frank, come on. Don't run. You're doing the wrong thing. I'll let him go. Let him go. Let him. No, Frank, come on. <laughs> Whole time he's yelling off screen. <laughs> Next time you see him, he's like, my fat friend jumped. He, he broke his legs, but he lived. I took a diet and I lost some weight. And here I am. He like flew further than that guy. <laughs> so he's stuck on the railing. Yeah. Oh, and uh, he's like, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to heat up the metal. They're going to, they're going to blow torch it. You're going to feel some extreme heat. And Cliff Curtis is like, yeah, you, know, you can forget that. Oh, it's so hot! <laughs> it's a funny scene, yeah. but it's yeah. it's also really sad. <clears throat> yeah, it is a. This is a good movie of of back and forth, like tearing your heartstrings at some points, and also like it's pretty fucking funny sometimes. Yeah, good sense of humor. Being right, Rames yeah. is of all people is the one who flips the ambulance. Yes, that's the, yeah, because they're drinking. They're drinking on the job. So yes, he took he, no. Being Rames only took him. one shot. Yeah. There is a one... Okay, let's finish this real quick. I'll show Nurse Carla. If I ever get there. Yeah. Here she is. How does this woman look Asian to you at all? Because she's Vietnamese. She's clearly Mexican. Or... or Hold on. Look at her! Uh, oh, you're right. Are you it's fucking funny. kidding me? I thought I was thinking that uh, that was somebody else. No, um, it, I think that might literally be Nurse, Nurse Carla from Scrubs. I, th- I think you're right. No, I was thinking of the other nurse, the first time he was there. When yeah, he was, he no, was, that one, that was, one is, uh, uh he was, uh, I gave him the fibulator. That one is Asian. That's an Asian. That's who I, I was thought she was of, like yeah. a Maggie Q lookalike. Yes. Cause no, that one is Asian. This one is, li- I think I it's thinking. literally Nurse Carla. I think it is. I think you're right. It is I, her. I that haven't looked it like up her. yet, and I feel bad if it's not, but... I don't think so. I think it's her. I'm I'm, I'm trying to find out because I, I love Scrubs, and I, Nurse Carla's a huge part of that. Let's Ooh. find out. Nurse... We need to move on, don't we? Oh, shit. Child Zombie is one of the credits here. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Boom! Nurse Carla. Yeah, I, I'm fucking not knew it. Just like her. God damn. Yeah. All right. No, I was like, I did, I literally, I was like watching. I go, oh, Nurse Carla's here. And then she said, and I was like, 
Death Nurse Carla. And I was like, I don't know officially so now. So, okay. So, bringing up the dead, I gave it an eight. I'd say eight. Agree. I would agree it's an eight. It's a solid eight. In order to get a nine or ten, it needed more going on. I, I almost think two things would have helped this and, and were a detriment to me being like a nine or ten. It needed more backstory with Cage and less focus on Mark Anthony's character because he has a lot of screen time. He is the weak link in the chain of this movie. And he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. I had no I personally had no problem with him. What, do, what about you? Did you were you bothered uh, by him? He he's a little annoying, but I don't mind him as an actor because he's been in a lot of stuff. He's a good actor. Yeah. He was, he's actually a really good actor. I actually and, I, I was watching him like he's screaming for water and I was like Oh fuck! That's Mark Anthony. I forgot. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's he. I actually have no problem with him. I just think they put way too much screen time on him, and yeah. I feel like they should have showed Cage at home and how sad he is. That you don't ever see him at home. Oh, well, they show him right. in bed in in his tidy whities That's it. Yeah. And then after that, it moves on. And it's like, I like the fact that he had argues with his boss, and he's like, "I'll fire you tomorrow. I swear. I've I've pro- I'll promise. I'll fire you yeah. tomorrow." Yeah. yeah, and he keeps. It's a fun little joke, but also like, that kind of gets in the way of this character study. I wanted, mm. I wanted more behind the scenes of character of of Cage's character, because I feel like they would have added more to it and less Mark Anthony, Patricia Arquette, maybe more of that. His, I think I have just enough for Patricia Arquette. Not her per, her physically. Yeah. But like him going, why I want to talk to her is blah blah blah. I don't know, just more motivation. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Backstory motivation with him would have been a better movie for me. It would have elevated it. They yeah. focus too much on the horrors he had to do on the job, and I got that right away. Yeah. And then it just kept going with the horrors he has to do on his job, the nightmare after nightmare, and it's like I got it. The Rose stuff is really effective. Leave that the way where it is. Focus more on what Cage is like as a person. Because outside of what we see here, no idea what he's like as a person. No, no. idea. No. That's a detriment to me. That's yeah. why I say it's not a 9 or 10. Right. But Scorsese, for a Scorsese movie, fucking weird. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's avant-garde. It's very, very experimental and... It's just Scorsese showing that he can do anything and he can make something just as European as a European. The only thing I want to show left in this movie is the scene with Tom Sizemore in the ambulance where they keep, they cut out the, the frames around his eyes being open and it's just the frames of the white of his eyeballs. It's so bizarre. <clears throat> where do I find this thing? Oh my God. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, kind of. I'm trying to picture it. Huh. It's before this, so it's right before this, though. Right before the Cliff Curtis on the railing. We we're looking for blood. They're in the ambulance. Here it is. Okay, I'll show this. Watch this scene. <laughs> Do I have to say more? This is a very natural born killer scene. And yes, by the sir. way, Martin Scorsese's voice in the intercom here. Yes. Also, Queen Latifah. <laughs> not not right. now, it's, but earlier. I forgot about Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't have to look it up. I know it's her voice. And I know Martin Scorsese's voice. But you've said too much already. <laughs> Mr. O! It's early for him. Sorry, we're not meant to... 
He keeps shifting this van. I don't know why. Duo tonight. Something's gonna happen. I can feel it. Put me on the back of that jumper. EMS essential. What was that call? Okay, 129. <laughs> Fuck, it must be really short when this happened. Here it is. When they cut the Tom Sizemore's shot. So it's before that. Holy shit. All right, 129.31. 129.6. Frank! Uh, are you okay? I'm cutting it because I don't want to get shut down. Right, yeah. But it's coming up here in a second. It keeps cutting in time size more, and it's like this. <laughs> and they keep cutting out. Anytime his, his like, irises are showing, they cut out. So it's just like the right, whites yeah. of his eyes. Like, it's so bizarre. They do it again later with, um, oh, God, who was it? It was... Um... It was in the... I forget. It's not worth... I can't remember on top of my head now. It's well, late. Yeah, talk about running with the devil. Running with the devil. Uh, we need to get this guy who wrote and directed this movie a fucking geography lesson because Nick Cage travels around the world chasing down kilos. Not even, not even a truckload. 25... And I'm being generous. 25 parcels Oh, it's right drugs. here. Okay. It's stacked on Barry Pepper's desk at the end of the movie. That's what that whole movie was about, was this little pile. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. All right. So they here it is. It, they're cutting out the whole second half of the movie, whenever he does his sequences, he cuts out frames. Yes. So if you notice, the, if you watch the movie and you pay attention, he goes, like, yeah. it moves a little too quick that what your eyes used to. So to me, that tells me he's cutting out frames. It's so bizarre. X-ray, level one emergency. Level one emergency. I need units. I Here it need is. Units. We right got there. In the hole. Eight See, he cut yeah. out like all the shots yeah, with yeah. his his pupils and stuff. He just right, cut it yeah, all yeah. out, and it's just the the whites. Uh, yes, yeah, so knees. bizarre. Yeah. You see, like he's laughing. Yeah. Every fourth frame is cut out or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Miller does that. He'll drop a frame that makes the action scene more uh, abrupt, and it's actually makes it worse you get that in like car chase sequences and it never looks good when frankenheimer did ronin he goes i refuse to speed up the film or cut seat cut uh frames we're doing this 180 miles an hour through the streets of paris and he just did it and the movie That's is that much true. more better for it yeah so but this it works it's stylistic and that's what he's going for and it fucking works it's it's my favorite scene in the movie like uh, because they're supposed to be fucked up. Yeah. Well, they're fucked up. So, running with the devil. <sighs> Let me change my background. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Sorry, continue, Dick. <laughs> well, <laughs> running with the devil is written and directed by a retard who doesn't know anything about <laughs> geography. Because Nick Cage, you know you're in trouble when all the characters are introduced with font on screen. With the character names, like nickname, and it's just like, oh no, it thinks it's clever and it's not. It's like, oh god, no, the G man, the cook, the cook, the hire. It's oh, oh well, by no. the way, Adam Goldberg's name, the snitch, is given snitch away right away by right. If you're watching the subtitles like I was, it says when he's when he's introduced, he goes, 
and knock, knock, knock on Larry Fish's door. And he goes, the snitch. You in there? I'm like, he's called the Okay, he gets caught. Yeah. Hey, can uh, you go take these hookers or OD on this mystery liquid, <laughs> mystery powder I'm doing? Yeah, I'll and go there. And I go, it. well, the fucking guy gets caught because he's called the snitch in the subtitles. Yeah, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, I think this might be his greatest role. He is so funny. And that scene where he's banging the hookers and doing coke, the, 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 it pulled that Garden State shot where he's snorting coke and banging the hookers in the background. So bad, but so funny because Lar- Lawrence Fishburne's not a well, not a skinny man anymore. He's got a, he's got his his love uh, his uh, wife beater on and boxers, and he's banging the broads all over the place in this room. It's hilarious. You're being very kind to it's to, to Larry Fishes. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. It's a terrible movie though, and Leslie Bibb is terrible. Everybody's terrible in it. Uh, it's just so boring, and it makes fucking zero sense geographically because Nick Cage is the cook but he's not the cook look at that he looks like Nick Cage looks like Walter White in this movie he does he's but Lawrence is right here goes come on bitches I'm paying extra for that and it's got she's got a dildo on she has a dildo on here in a second I'm Uh, I'm not paying extra for that (laughs) take it in the back Put it back, huh? Right after I finish setting that pussy on fire. Setting that pussy on fire. Okay, here's the ah, Garden State sequence is. Dick was referencing. Yes. It's this the same thing. I referenced this in the, in, in the uh, Bringing Out the Dead. So yeah. you guys will see you guys later. It's that well, that's scene. What I mean. that, that's what I mean. That's why I brought it up. Because this happened. Fuck it, froze. That's not right. Actually, this is much better. It's more interesting. It's more surreal. And it has that awful, that fucking trying to be artistic music in the background. It's so bad. Question. In a few seconds, he's about to fuck a girl right here, I believe. Yes. And they show his dick. Do they? And I, while I was watching, I go, oh, is that another fake dildo popping out? I assume it's, his, it's the dildo that we saw in that Asian girl. Dildo. It has to be. Yeah. But watch. But it's supposed to be his real dick. Okay, here he goes. Okay, he gets up. There's no nudity because the Asian girl has her hair uh, stapled to her tits. Yeah, there's, there's no nudity at all in this movie. Even when they go to the strip club, there's no nudity. Nah, I don't see it. Um, Hold on. Okay. Must have just been my imagination. Hoping. You were, you were hoping to see Lawrence Fishburne. Come on. Come on, Larry Fishes. Come on, Larry. Show me your... Show me your... Put that pussy on fire. Put that pussy on fire. Why does he do a weird gentleman New Orleans voice for his Beyond Me? Oh, it's so funny. And so this whole movie is... I, I think I, I text... I messaged you. I said, this is traffic if it was written and directed by a retard. I and said, was... in my notes, it's a season of Narcos in two hours. Oh, it's so bad. Because it makes no sense, though. Nick Cage is with Cole Hauser, and he lives in, in America. They go to fo- Mexico. They follow, they follow the drug. Sorry. They fo- no, okay. They follow the drug 
to every destination it has to go to to get to its final because point. okay Literally. because someone is cutting their drugs right okay here's my problem with this plot Fine. yes okay so the whole thing is nick cage here is with cole hauser and they go down to columbia they're trying to figure out who's cutting their drugs because people are dying. Because Leslie Bibb's sister dies in the beginning. And she leaves her daughter to her. And her daughter, yeah. Liz, Leslie Bibb immediately goes, I can't do this shit. You take her. She's your, she's your sister too. Yeah, it's her brother. She wants her brother to get rid of the- Oh, I thought, it, I thought it was her ex-husband. That's what I assumed. They don't oh, say. I, you might be right. You know what? Know. They I, don't I, I say. So you're yeah. probably right. Or, or I'm brother. probably right. It doesn't fucking matter because... It, I don't think it matters. Hold on. What's what's Cage's name in this movie? The Cook. What's his name? Larry, Larry Fishes. Oh, I forgot. Who, I forgot He's the boss. Name. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He's not the boss, though. He's not the boss at all. Barry Pepper's the boss. And I think they call Barry Pepper... Oh, the sorry. Ex- He's the man. The man. You're right, yes. but the And the boss is Barry Pepper, but I don't think they call him the boss... Do they call him the businessman? No, he's called the boss. Is he called the boss? Yeah, okay. I got it confused. I'm looking right now at IMDb. Okay, okay. So it says Nick Cage, the cook, Larry Fishburne, the man. I did my second note. Okay, my first note of this movie is Redbox Entertainment. That's a real fucking thing. I saw that. I was like, oh, God. Because I always said, does Nick Cage live inside the Redbox? Well, he did for a time because this is that period where like 24. 20- 14 to 2019 he was in the red box i did that during my first episode i think when i watched the trust and i went oh he's a red box man he was inside it and i watched the movie i go that was a good movie i really enjoyed that like honestly love that movie trust the trust i told you about it elijah wood yeah yeah i didn't watch that one yeah yeah, it's not it's not amazing but it's a fucking solid movie and they're it's it's a another character study movie and it they're not great characters, but it's a fun movie. Like, it, there's two guys that are just com- combating with each other the entire movie. They're fucking with each other, which I love. It works. This movie, it, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't well, work. Well, it's just, it's, well, the geography, like, Nick Cage is literally, he's. <coughs> Cole Hauser, the Cole executioner. Hauser. <laughs> Cole Hauser, Nick Cage, drive to Columbia. To Bo- from Car- Bogato to C- Cartagena, Colombia. I looked it up. It's seventeen-hour drive. So and they beat they beat the drugs there. They're they trying there to figure out. The well, the problem is it's not told linearly. It, they're trying to. The point of Cole Hauser and Nick Cage, who's who's Walter White in this. They're wearing the same outfits the whole time. Yes, and they're trying to track down where in the supply line of the drugs they're getting tainted. Yes. Instead of starting at the very end, which makes more tainted. way more fucking sense to me. Which is being tainted by Lawrence Fishburne, the man. That's where it's getting cut. Can I just He's say, doing it. Dick, if you and I were in charge of podcasts and we were putting out this show... And suddenly you're watching this online and you go, there's a bunch of swastikas around my face. Who's cutting our supply here of videos? Exactly. Let me start with the creator of YouTube. Yes. Wouldn't you start with me? Right, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you start with a guy who's last touched it 
who yeah. maybe didn't notice it and therefore didn't test it. Well, I, I it just, it doesn't make any fucking sense why you would start the at the sort. It makes sense no. with like a fire. Where's the source of the fire? We'll stop it there. But no, it's the drug. You start with Larry Fishes, who's a drug addict who doesn't make it to his, his daughter's piano recital and jerks off into those weird booths that you see it like a um like. Speaking no. of Les, speaking of Leslie, B- no, it's not even Leslie Bibb at that point. It's a uh... no. It's, 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 he's just he's at a he's at a uh, a, a, a porno shop and it's a, a view. He's watching two girls kiss. It's just like it's not even. He, and he's doing it. He sees it for two seconds. He goes ah. He's he pays it. Well, he's, oh, he's almost there, and he's like ah. Yeah. And they're like facing oh, away. Ah! From, they're they're doing their lesbian show away from him. Like yeah, he sees their right. backs. Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, lesbian, you know, spines. I love this. Like, I think those are the girls that end up being in his... He brought home later. They're the same girls. We'll find out we're here. And what cracks me up... Okay, so the movie opens with a guy tied to a toilet seat. And he looks white. He looks white and he's wait, skinny. Wait, 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 wait. It's supposed to be Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> The body type doesn't match at all. Here's okay, question, because oh. this is my second time seeing this. Oh my god, you're brave. So, I saw this movie the first time, and I had the same exact reaction the second time. I go, okay, that's Nick Cage. And the body next to the toilet, and he's bleeding, and he gets that's taken what I up. Thought, yeah. And then they show it the second time, and I'm like. Oh, maybe, yeah, because I know at that point it's Larry's, Larry Fishes. And I go, yeah. by the way, that's what I call him. Just deal with it. Larry Fishes. Larry Fishes. Hey, Fishes. Larry sleeps with the fishes because he gets kidnapped, his arm cut off, fed to dogs by Cole Hauser. <laughs> Cole Hauser, I, I just want to mention, because I always bring up uh, two shows in this show, because, not this show, but on our live streams. Uh, Yellowstone right. and uh, a Big Sky. I do have a note here because Cole Hauser is the best character outside of obviously uh, Kevin in, in Yellowstone. He plays Rip on Yellowstone and he's like the fan favorite on that show. The man, the Cole Hauser is absolutely fantastic in Yellowstone. I don't want to like be sarcastic here. He's He's the reason I will keep watching the show. Him and Kevin and Kevin Costner. They are fantastic. And I'm sitting there watching Cole Hauser in this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you were in this. I forgot, man. And then also, Meadow Soprano. My wife, my wife walks into the room, and she goes, wait, isn't that girl from Big Sky? And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. She grows up to be a person on Big Sky. And oh, it's okay. so disappointing because Big Sky sucks. Cool. And you see that her nose changed. And also, she's on the Sopranos. Yes, when she's an adult. Yeah. And also, the guy on on Big Sky is in in Sopranos. The guy where uh, Christopher walks in and shoots the guy in the deli for making him wait in season one. Oh, Christopher shoots him. In the, oh, that's yeah. Right, shoots yeah, him yeah. in the foot. That guy, the nineties right. okay, dude. Yeah. That's he's a main character in in uh, first couple seasons of uh, Big Sky. And I was like, oh my god, you're so right. So many people on, on these two shows with, with this one movie that we're watching. Yeah. Maybe it's the same casting director. Oh my god, it's crazy. 
But um, yeah, because this cast is unbelievable. They got a lot of good actors. It's just when you don't have a good director or a script, they're going to suck. And they all suck. They're all just boring and bland. And Barry Pepper's kind of having fun with the character. Nick Cage. For his 47 seconds of a scene. Yeah, I mean, he. he, Why? Leslie Bibb is after them. Here's a problem with this movie it's a procedural. Without knowing it's a procedural. The last 12 seconds are a procedural. Where she's like, I've been tracking. It's like, were you? Where the fuck? I haven't seen you in 27 minutes. Where have you been? She had to get a warrant. It took her a couple of days. But Peter Frasinelli's down in fucking Columbia as, what's what's his name? Number one. And Leslie Bibb is agent in charge. Like, he has more scenes than she does. He's down there like. He's like standing next to the guy, combing his hair in the mirror, and he's like right there with Nick Cage after he gets a, after Nick Cage gets betrayed by uh, P, uh, fishes, which we'll talk about that scene in a second. But I want to move on. He's right there next to him, and he's just like it cuts to later, and Leslie Bibbs like she goes to Cage's. He's the cook, and turns out he's a l- literal cook of food, not just drugs, which I guess was a twist. Yeah, that made no sense because. Who's Clifton Collins Jr.? He's the cook. No, Clifton Collins Jr. is the guy who... Makes the drugs. He's the courier or something, right? What's his name? No, he's making the drugs in the forest. His name is... He's the drug... He's the cook. He makes the drugs. He's not on this fucking list. Oh, my God. He's, like, barely in the movie, too. He shows up, and then he gets... It's like that one scene where they juxtapose the white people going to school and the Mexican people going to school... In the beginning of the movie, where they had nothing because the little girl He's, cooks, goes to school in the school bus, and then she drops the kids. Off. It's like this weird scene where it's superfluous; it's not needed at all. No, because you don't know who these people are anyway. It doesn't matter. He's so it's a weird the scene. farmer. Yeah, he because he makes the drugs. So, the only part of the movie I found interesting was this: Clifton Collins Jr. is the farmer. He makes he, yeah. he but he's the why he's the guy who makes the drugs. Which you don't yeah. cook cocaine, right? You just I, make I it know, into I'm a powder. Sure. I don't. I'm not a fucking drug I, guy. You're not a drug I guy. Don't how, you know, I, I don't know how it works. I, I, I'm sure because I always see it. They do put it in some kind of thing, and it, they kind of shift it, and the powder, the residue comes out. You got the, the girls in their bras from yeah, the fucking the girls in the bras. Yeah, yeah. Always in the, yeah, there's always in their bra because you can't steal any product. The that East way. Asian girls in their bras. It depends on the ex, it depends on the year and what type of exploitation film. If it's R rated, they're topless. The shaft, shaft, and, and yeah, shafts are topless. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so but the point is, Clifton Collins Jr. is great in no, he's fucking good. everything. He's a hell of an actor, and he's he like just like he, and he has to yeah, do a so. hike when he kisses his wife goodbye. And she's like, "Oh, make sure you come back for Jose. He's 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 sick with the the plague, <laughs> whatever Buffy. the fuck she says." Yeah. And he's what? like, "I'll be safe." And he he leaves and like, I don't know, six miles into his two hundred eighty thousand mile journey. However, but then, I, wait, there's no. So he, he's meeting with Nick Cage. Not yet. He meets with the cage. No. He gives him the brick. Not yet. Eventually. Not yet. Okay. No, no, no. So this is him. This is this is how it's supposed to go. He halfway through his journey, he gets a, he gets uh, accosted by two guys in the in the jungle, and he shoots them because they're about to rob him. And he's like, right. "Bopa!" And he sh- shoots the other guy again on the ground, buries them in stone. 
I'm so tired, and, and continues on his trek. He goes all the way from this, like, uh, uh, it's, it shows you on the map, and it's like a um, national forest. He goes up to Bogota in Colombia, and he drops it off to a guy. The guy gives it to another guy who's supposed to give it to the, the guy who flies the plane up to Mexico. And then in Mexico, they smuggle it over or they just fly it straight over is where I get confused. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But where, where, where Nick Cage comes in is he gives it. Okay. Clifton Collins Jr. Gives it to his supplier to the next guy in line and then leaves. That guy goes horror crazy, spends a bunch of money in a, at a brothel and then goes back the next day and he, uh, two guys from a rival cartel, as far as I know, kill the cops Yes. Well, that's the other problem I had. <laughs> they. <laughs> yes. The, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's some problems here. They kill. These guys are stealing the drugs. So they kill the border cops. They, they, federalities. Oh, the way, they kill they the federalities. The feder, they leave the federalities on the street in their underwear where you can see them. So, you know, they, they, they're fake federalities wearing the outfits. Because they're right there in the open. They're not even covered. They're just sitting right there in front of the truck stop. It's so stupid. These are two dumbest Mexican hitmen I've ever seen. And then, of course, Nick Cage and Cole Hauser's right there. They appear out of nowhere and kill them and get the drugs moving to the next phase, which is to get on a boat, and it goes across the sea to um, South America. From, or not South America, it goes to Central America. But it's like a seventeen. It's like a a seventeen day trek. But Nick Cage gets there first. Oh, it's told out of order. I'll, I will give it but that much credit. Same clothes. Uh, no, not Nick Cage. I'm saying this stuff all happened before Nick Cage even left. No, Nick Cage is there. No. He shows up. He's there. The stuff with them in the background happens before that. So they go from no. Colombia and they go around the South America or, yeah. or Central America and they yeah, go to there. halfway through. Yeah. And then it goes from there to, to Monterey, Mexico, which is right. where, by the way, Richie has some problems with some vampires that killed his brother. I'll just say that. Oh. No, uh, no Richie is the one who died. Sorry. Do you know where uh, El Rey is? Do you know what that is, Kate? Monterey's just short of El Rey. Is that what it is? Well, they're supposed to go to Monterey. Yeah. Uh, I think eventually. El Rey. No, El Rey is where they went. Is that where it's going? Yeah. Titty Twister. I'm, I might be a bastard, but I'm not, I'm a, not fucking a fucking bastard, bastard, Kate. Yeah. You gotta throw Kate in there. Kate, go home, Kate. Okay, I'm watching the video now. He's about to kill the two Federales, and then here we go. Here's the cut. All right. Nick Cage shows okay. up with Will Hauser. I'm just going to show this, because these two guys just killed the two Federales. Right. They're right there. They're on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk. They're not covered or anything. It's hilarious. These two guys are like, doo, doo, doo. the sidewalk's right here. They're literally right there. I think yeah, they show it in the other shot, and it's the sidewalk's over here, like they're across the street. Yeah. But yeah, it's really it's pretty obvious. You could literally see him from where that truck is. Well, here we you go. See the bottom. Oh, here it goes. Yeah. Fuck. Let me. It's really hard to do this sometimes. But you're going way forward. I know. I'm trying to skip. I'm trying to confuse it and go back. 
Oh, he's breathing. <laughs> but that is exa- that is the end of that scene where yeah. the cops are still there and apparently breathing. <laughs> he's Anthony Anderson at the end of uh, The Departed, just breathing, open on camera. I didn't notice that. I watched it in the theater, like I said, like seven times, and I'm like, really? stop breathing. Like, he's still supposed to be dead, but maybe he's still alive, technically. So it, it kind of, like, put that aside. I'm like, all right. I'm like, Marty, come on. How do you not notice that? Oh, my God. Come on, Marty. <sighs> no, and, and then, let so basically all of this work, and then they go to Canada, and Nick Cage is in Canada with Lawrence Fishburne to take the drugs through the backwoods of Canada, <laughs> the backwoods of Canada, where Lawrence Fishburne, why is he even, he doesn't have enough fucking, he's not in shape to even go hiking. And he's in the dead of the, the winter fucking dead zone, no man's land of Canada, going over the border into Canada to deliver four bricks of drugs. Four! Like, it's like n- not worth the effort. You're making so many good points, I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> it's so annoying. Nick, What's this, and then. Uh, hold on. Sorry. Sorry. Can I. I will let you finish, but I want to say the purpose of this, as far as chronologically, is they tracked it from Columbia. He keeps, he keeps testing it, Nick Cage, and it's, it's clear yeah. white. Clear white. Yes. And then he gets does. to the States. And then he gets to Johnny Fish's place. He gets to Lawrence Fish's, Larry Fish's place, whatever you want to call him. And he goes, this is after Adam Goldberg's dead. No, not even dead yet. He's still alive. He's working for Leslie Bibb because she hooked him to like a fucking car battery in a a locker. Yeah, she she leaves him hanging for like three weeks. I forgot about that. And that scene doesn't matter. It goes nowhere. He's no. like, yeah, I'll tell on you. I'm wearing a black thong. Fine. Let's go. She's like, all right, let's go. Leslie Bibb is so underutilized in this movie, I feel bad for her. Because she was fine. I, I have no yeah, problem with Leslie Bibb. I like her as a person, as an actress. I, but yeah. she was so not not useful here. What's her scenes don't matter. No, not her as a... Again, not her. Her yeah. scenes do not matter. No. Because Adam Goldberg... Like she's like, he's like, fine, I'll tell, uh, I'll do it. And then he gets in a car with Nick Cage and because Nick Cage tested the drugs at, uh, uh, Larry Fish's place, it's red. He's like, he's cutting it. Okay. I know where this is getting cut now. Instead of starting at the end, which makes way more fucking sense. He's been on a whirlwind trip around the world for six months. What do you start with? It's, it's called the path of least resistance. Start with. Hey, this place is three blocks away. Let's go test their drugs. Oh, it's red. Kill that guy. Not and then on top of go that, to Colombia, go to Mexico. Go. To, you know what I mean? Come fuck yeah. on. This is supposed to be this like multi-billion-dollar industry. There's business. They all this is all this work is for like twenty bricks at the end of the movie where they're on Barry Pepper's coffee table. It's like twenty bricks of of where the drug is in. Any fucking drug running movie, the operation drops m- hundreds of those of those bricks. Not like twenty. You need to because you're going to lose half of them on the journey because cops are going to hassle you. You're going to have to dump the, the material. That happened all the time. 
Like you're dropping it in different spots. You're collecting it, but you're going to lose some product because you're not going to be able to get it all because the cops are on your tail. Or you're going to, it's just, it's called leakage. It's part of the business. It's Break, leakage. Breakage. Leakage my balls. But, like, I, you know. but I feel like they're going, we have to make these eight kilos. <laughs> and that's literally all that matters at this point. Yeah, it's like, who gives a shit? It's like, that's nothing. But I think the point is, who's diluting this thing? Right. The problem is, he finds out who's diluting it. He doesn't do anything until And then like just five hours walks later. the fucking Canada. Yeah. With he, the he person. He Canada. He's like, I trust you in my life. In this dangerous, <laughs> this dangerous uh, land, this treacherous land. Let's walk there together. Wait, you're uh, betraying uh, me? How dare you? Yeah. I'll take my chance with a cocktail, brother. Because ah! Nick Cage slips and falls after his, Larry Fisher's backpack. They yeah. lose the bag. Yeah, they lose the bag. So they have half the, the product. Yes, again. The, why would you take all this risk with these fucking. To, for, 12, for 12 bricks of drugs when you can fly to Canada with 50,000 bricks and just deliver it somewhere? But let's focus on what you were getting to a minute ago. Lawrence Fishburne, Larry Fishes, his job in this movie is street pusher. Clearly, right? He's the man. Everything he does is street pusher. It seems like that's his fucking job. That's what I got from the first 45 minutes, right? He's a lower lower enforcer in this yes. organization. He's nothing. But then suddenly he's Clifton Collins Jr.'s role, where he has to he has to do the trekkage and, and carry this these drugs to fucking Canada from look here the American Southwest. Look in the yes. background. Right. Yeah. And they exactly. go right from here to walk into Canada. Yeah. There is nowhere north of Oklahoma that looks like this. <laughs> Maybe Nevada. Will you forgive me for my suspension of disbelief? So then they walk six hundred miles to Canada, and they have and they have to go up the fucking mountains like Frodo. What the fuck is happening? It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. This is a terrible movie, it- and it's trying to. Be- it thinks it's so cool. That's the worst part. This movie thinks it's cool, and it thinks it's like. Oh, this is a great movie. This is going to be a great movie. Release the theaters. Oh, wait. It's going right into Redbox. You say cool. I think it thinks it's being a documentary type movie. It It thinks thinks it's it's, like it's traffic. It thinks it's traffic, but it's written by a retard. You brought up traffic. I brought up Narcos. Also, uh, Sicario comes to mind. Yeah. It thinks it's doing this, this gritty, independent type movie. But it's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. The problem is with this movie, it would be better if it was worse. Yeah, exactly. It's just bad, and it's it's not annoying at all. I I will say it's not annoying. It flows. It didn't feel like it was longer than its length. I will will give it that much credit. Right. It doesn't make any sense. It's a movie. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm not watching it going fucking end. I'm like, Oh, it's over. Okay. Right. And then Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Nick Cage magically survives the fall and calls Barry Pepper 
and Barry Pepper answers the phone when, when Sam or Lawrence Fisher comes in. So again, what, that was like three days later. So was Nick Cage on the ground for three days and he woke up? And he I, think he, I think the idea was because Larry Fishburne knocks him off the cliff. It lets him go. Yes. I think he's supposed yeah. to fall in the – because just like the backpack. He fell in the water, washed downstream for a day or two. He didn't, though. No, that's the. I think that's what we're supposed to believe. No, but he's, he, not, he's not even wet. He's, he's on the ground. Yeah, it's phone. a day or two. They get washed ashore and then woke up later like, oh, what the fuck? I think that's what... Because the backpack's not wet either. No, the backpack... Uh, uh, Lawrence Fisher takes the backpack out of the river because it's downstream. No, it's not... He, uh, he, he dragged it off the shore. Yeah, but it was in the water. And it, but I think, but that, I think Nick Cage earlier. was supposed to be the same thing. I, I'm yeah, not going off what, what I believe. I'm going off what I think they were trying to say. The movie was trying to Yes. They failed it's not what no, I it's it's a fucking terrible yeah. cut because he goes, "I watched you die," and he, you see Nick Cage right. fall, and it cuts to him in the land facing yeah. a different direction, like I go up against yeah. the rock, and it's like, "Yeah, oh my legs!" And you're, it's like, you, "Dude, this whole movie, your brain like, would be fucking liquid gel, like Jello." This guy needs a geography lesson because all these places happen thousands upon thousands of miles apart from each other, and Nick Cage is magically there, like within a twenty-minute travel. Nicholas Cage has wormhole capability. He can go wherever he wants on planet Earth. Here we go. Then we find out at the end, because I do like the... I, this is one of the few scenes I liked in this, in this movie. When they are amusing uh, Larry Fish's character, where they go, good job getting, these, getting us these eight kilos of drugs. Good, like, seriously, good job, man. You need a promotion. He's like, yeah, well, that's what wants, I do. Cigar, cigar... Goes to the he bar, said, has a cigar. They want, you, they want you to go to the. They want you to go to Columbia. He goes. He's in Canada now. Goes to Barry Pepper's yeah. office. Barry Pepper's like, well, let me tell you about Scientology. Oh wait, sorry, different movie. Sorry. Oh, let me tell you about Eating Rat. No, sorry, different now, movie. They want your you, favorite bartender. Yes, your favorite bartender. They want you to go to South America. Why? Why don't you go down there? Right. Cut to him. Cut to Cole Hauser walking through, yeah. and it's him. It turns out it's Larry Fishburne that's in the in the tied up behind the toilet. He looks very much black now. And then they he cut off a piece of his arm, fed it to the dog, picks him up, carries him outside, and the whole time you're seeing like him getting uh, his 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 ties around his his wrists get stuck around some metal, and that thing gets the the things get lit on fire. The skids in front of him. I was like, I saw I've seen this once before. Like I said, when this movie first came out. And I go, all right, that's Nick Cage. So my mind went, that's Nick Cage. That's Nick Cage. That's Nick Cage. So I'm watching this going, oh, it's Larry Fishburne. I thought it was the other way around. Where Nick Cage got the upper hand. And then Larry Fishburne kills him. But no. Nick Cage is still alive, my friends. Now Leslie, Leslie Bibb gets the upper hand. Eventually, but not yet. John Doe has and the then upper hand. He, yeah, he lights uh, Larry Fishburne on fire here. Yes, that's what makes me laugh. Because that's obviously not Lawrence Fishburne in the toilet. Oh, toilets. at all. At all. Handcuffed to a toilet seat for, for the movie with a bag over his head. It's like it's 80 pounds lighter. Worse. Yeah, he's literally 100 pounds lighter. I couldn't see through his body, his nude body there, that his daughter was in pornography. I couldn't see that at all. It was exactly. a different man completely. Yes. I watched you die. Oh, let me... 
Click the audio on, sorry. I watched you die, is what you just said. Ah! Look, watch this fall. Different direction. You did a 180. They just wake up. Ah! But I think yeah. the idea was he got washed ashore after the river kicked him out. I don't think so. I, I just don't see it. I think he fell and he wakes up. That's it. I, I don't disagree with what you're watching, but yeah. I think the filmmakers thought he got washed ashore. The, the filmmakers because that's what happened to were... the bag. The bag did the yeah. exact same thing. Therefore, I'm seeing him same thing. But the, but the bag fell before. Yes, the the bag got washed up and then kicked aside to the shore at some point. Because Lawrence Fishman picks it up on the bank of the river. That's the only reason I'm really believing that's what we're supposed to believe. Because here it is. He's completely good. woundless except for his legs. He kills Lawrence Fishburne with some crutches. I'll stop playing during his sex noises. He burns him alive. And then he goes back to Not work as a literal cook at a restaurant. Yes. And Leslie Bibb previously had a scene with Barry Pepper where she's like, I will get you eventually. He goes, what do you have other than I own some planes or blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I'll get you eventually. Maybe maybe you're right. You'll get away with it, but I'll eventually get you. And then cuts to her at the restaurant. And she has a long scene of smoking a cigarette. Oh, so annoying. And then just pulls out a gun and shoots Cage three times in the chest. And yes. walks out of there. Because he goes, you're going to arrest me? Not no, exactly. I said, I can't risk you. I can't do anything about this. That just pops him four times. And that's the end of the movie. Running around. You're never going to get caught, you know? I like Leslie Bibb. I just want to say that. No, she's fine. Yeah, but she's too good for this. It's like one giant... Never-ending, self-licking ice cream cone. That's the worst line of dialogue I've ever heard. Self-licking ice cream cone. Oh, Here it is. God. Here's what you do, arrest me. Not exactly. Here it is. Yeah. What's that for? You gonna arrest me? No. Here's some movies I don't like that seem like they would work in practice. Out of the Furnace. Is that it? Is that the end of my list? Look, this, That's quick. Oh, no. The uh, the drop. The drop wasn't terrible. No. I like it, but I should no. love it based on that cast. But Out of the Furnace is another one. Christian Bale. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking seems like a great movie. Watch it and you're like, oh, it's, it's okay. Mm. It's fine. It is serviceable. But I I have no different opinion in this movie than those movies. Oh, I would say those movies are vastly They're made better, movie. but this, vastly this is, yeah. What's that Brad this Pitt is... one where he has a shotgun? <laughs> oh, Killing Them Softly? Killing Them Softly yeah, is another one. Killing Them Softly? Yeah, that's another one. Where I go, that's a good movie, but I should love it, but I... Just don't care. Right, yeah. Just fails. Fails at what it's trying to do. It's this just fake, milk, gritty, fake, uh, f- fake, independent, and fake, gritty. That's what they, it feels like they're, it's synthetic, fake, and gritty. 
what's the, it's also the, every kind of movie that's made for Redbox and Netflix and all these streaming services when it's like this is a Netflix original it's synthetic fit movies that's how I feel because they they're, they're made to look like real movies but they're not like Red Notice Bird Box like you watch those movies and the Twelve Angry Men or whatever it was with Chris Hemsworth and all the the, the Charlie Theron movie where she's like an immortal like you try to I've never watched Eternals. any of these movies. Yeah, or Army of Dark, or Army of One, or the Vig, the Zack Snyder awful movie, Vegas zombie movie, Army of Dead, Army of the Army Dead, of Dead, and all those movies. They're just they're they try to pretend to be real movies, and they look like shit. They're not real. They feel like they're fake. That's movies. what that's what I put these as. It's a it's it's. And a, this is a fake movie. Yeah, it's not a. This one actually is a decent movie for a Redbox movie. I will say that. I will give it that much credit. I've seen Redbacks movies where I'm like, oh, fuck, like, this is terrible. And this one, I'm like, wait, what? What? Who? How? Yeah. I, I was more confused. I wasn't, like, bored. I wasn't. Yeah. It, it clipped along at a decent pace. Yeah, it did. It, but I'm just, I was just perplexed at everything that was happening. Yeah. Was like, what? Who's that? Why there? What? Uh, why? why is Nick Cage here all of a sudden? He's like the fucking magic. He's man. out of the Chill movie for everywhere. forty minutes, and he suddenly appears as I, I lived. You will die. Like, yeah, he does his weird little speech there. It's All being weird. said, I give it a five. I give it a ten. No, I give it a four. I hated it. Yeah, you hated it more I than I did. I did. I was pissed off watching it. I, was, I give it. A, I, I give it a three. Fuck it. I give it a three. Okay. I hated it. Fine. I, I I did like when they showed the price of kilo, the price per pound per per kilo. And it was like sure. It started off like five thousand or four hundred dollars yeah. or something like that, and it was like, like yeah, twenty four thousand yeah. by the time we got to the end of the Canada. I like that. That it felt like they had really good ideas. They just didn't know how to do it, and that's all I can really say. Like my harshest criticism just says you failed. And that's as far as I really want to go with that. It's just, I gave it a five. Like, it was almost a decent movie, like, with some changes to the script that made sense. I did compare it to the uh, Rip, Van, Rip Van Winkle caper of uh, oh, wow. a Twilight Zone. Wow, that's a stretch. Because he kills people with gold and carries their gold and can't survive anymore and has to trade it for water. And sure. I felt like that's what Larry Fishers was doing with the cocaine in the, in the uh, snow. But yeah, let's end this. Um, with that being said, clearly uh, bringing up the dead winds, right? I mean, do we have to really compare that? No. All right, so any parting words of wisdom on this movie? Uh, what the fuck? That's all good. I use my Dire with a Vengeance. Dire with a Vengeance, yes. I just want to say... No, I got nothing. It, it's it's not good. What does it have? Uh, five point four in IMDb. Yeah, with eight point one thousand. Jesus, that's that's too high. Ugh. God damn it, honey. No, thank you. It's just it's just kind of it's lackluster. Oh, this is supposed to be my birthday episode where I was like, let's celebrate Nick Cage. And now and I'm mad that. and sad. And I want to. Eat a bullet. We should have done these in reverse, where it was. We should have. Yeah. We did it like this. Instead of, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Well, this is a versus episode. 
winner, right? Oh, absolutely. W- without question. Winner, right? Oh, oh. <laughs> Last season. I own this on Blu-ray. Was... Oh, my God. How much did you pay for it? Or did you steal it from the red box? Hold on, hold on. Oh, my God. Disc made in Mexico. Can you see this right here in blue? No! Disc made in Mexico. Wow. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. Just like some of the drugs here. (laughs) Oh. Good Lord. This movie sucks. Um, This movie... It's a bomb! That's true. Absolutely. Sucks. So let's find out what I thought about the uh, cage rankings for these two movies. Yes, and let's, let's get the fuck graphic. out of here. Your wonderful graphic. Wow, look at that. that's that's high at number eight. Pretty good. Six cage. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Quality movie in the left. Number eight, Bring Out the Dead. Yeah. Uh, Running of the Devil. Number thirty-two on the left. I did get rid of the Crudes and Spider-Man just so I didn't want. I didn't want to have the voice acting no on animation. there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, it was like. I was doing it today. I'm like, this is unfair. How do I do that? Fuck these. Get them out of here. Right, 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 right. So on the right here, quality of cage, bringing out the yeah. dead, number six. Yeah. Um, under Right under Joe. Right above yeah. and bearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll turn this off. There we go. That's pretty good. And uh, running with the devil, number 25. Right below USS Indianapolis, right above Natural Treasure. Because honestly, Cage was wow. was fine in this movie. He was good. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's not. There's not. He's not asking much from him. He's just kind of showing up doing his. He, he gets mad when he has to be mad, and he's calm when he has to be calm. There's no no crazy cages in this one. Yeah, but bringing out the bringing out the dead. Yes, I, I thought he was so good in that movie. He was very good in that movie. Very good. He's just as good as he is he in, in I'm sorry as he is in uh, Leaving Las Vegas. I put that as number yes. two. Yeah, but he's just as good. It's just that the movie is not as good as Leaving Las Vegas. Right, which is why on the left it's a it's a few below a couple below that. Right. Yeah. But the mo- but his role is very similar. It's just uh, yes. yeah, it's just, it's just it might have circumstances where you end up in the movie. I would put Season of the Witch above this movie in quality of movie. Just because it had uh, um, uh, Christopher Lee in it. Oh, no. Uh, No. All right. Until next time, which is going to be next week. 8mm. 99 Ooh. versus Bad Lieutenant Port of Call in New Orleans Ooh, 2009. Nice. Good, good double feature. This is two movies I cannot watch, watch with kids in the room. Hell no. Both movies are like, get them the fuck out of here. It made, yeah, I saw it. made me fucking sick. <laughs> so uh. when he when he you know bribes that couple by taking their drugs and fucking his girlfriend over the the, the trunk of their car. Yeah. And Bad Lieutenant. I can't watch that with a four-year-old or a six-month-old. No, I'm afraid you can't. Probably one. not a good idea. But that'll be next time, episode 66, B-Movie Battle, episode 44, Nick Cage Cast. Beyond that, Nick Cage Cast 645 is Amos, Amos, sorry, Amos and Andrew. A quality movie yeah. with him and Sam Jackson. 
Yeah. It's a good movie. I, see, I haven't seen that one. I want to see that one. I've seen it. Yeah. I liked it. I yeah. liked it quite I think a bit, that one actually. Would be fun. That yeah. one looks like a fun movie. Very 90s with the plot. Oh, yes. But yes, yes, yes. It's the negotiator part one. Okay. Knee bomb. Come on, knee bomb. Who killed Nate, knee bomb? Who killed that? You had a you had a wiretap, knee bomb. The whole fucking Nibom movie. Knee bomb had him at his house. What is. Last thing, we'll end on this. What is Kevin Spacey's character's name in that? Uh, Chris Sabian. Get me Sabian! This is why I love having you here. <laughs> you Chris can... Sabian. I don't want to talk to nobody but Chris, Chris Sabian. Sabian. Yeah, get, you're right. Get me Sabian. We have to get Sabian. Who? Chris Sabian. They say his name 75,000 times. They say everyone's name 75,000 yeah. times in that movie. They really do. It's kind of funny. It's like... 80% of the script is, is his character names. It's just names, yeah. It's pretty funny. It's crazy. Kneebomb has said no less than 2,000 times. Yes. I can't tell you who Kneebomb is. Uh, J.T. Walsh. I thought so. Yeah. But I wasn't 100% who died sure. died before that movie came out. That was his last movie. Well, he also got killed halfway through this movie. He does get killed halfway through the movie. When he, they shoot him, the SWAT team Come comes on, look roof. at that. That was assassinated. <laughs> Three times. Chris, Chris Sabian assassinated Nebom. They say it so many. Anyway, so. And then Tony, even Sam Jackson has a line. <laughs> Tony Roma was just starting to like you. He even refers to himself. His name is Tony Romo, the quarterback from the, from the exactly, Cowboys. Yeah. Yep. Tony, except he has no back problems. And he doesn't fall down all the time. But he's doing great commentary where he's predicting what quarterbacks will do. <laughs> Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. Citizens of Wonderland, rejoice in the fact that we have covered another movie on the show. Go to liwstudios.com for more videos and podcasts. Subscribe to Later in Wonderland on YouTube. Search on Amazon for books by Richard Pierce. Until next time, and in the meantime, we are Phoenix West, Dick Dickett and Jansen Nope. So long, citizens. All hail our glorious leader. Shut off the fucking show now. It's your barbecue and it smells good. It smells so good. There it is. Get on your motherfucking knees. Oh, that movie's terrible. Woo!